This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. My name is Germ, this is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. Steve Falconer, again, thank you for joining me in the trenches. Awesome to be back. We had a good laugh last time, didn't we? <laughs> was we a did. Show. Eh? <laughs> I think the ending, the ending is what is what sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, happy to be back. And, um, you know, word has come out now that the Department of Defense in the United States was behind this, you could call it a COVID paywall. Because you won't get any rectification against the, uh, you know, the NIH with Fauci or the FDA. Uh, they emergency approved this drug without any testing and all this because as it's come out now, it was the Department of Defense, which I said in that movie, I said, this is part of MK Naomi, which was, they say, a predecessor to MK Ultra, but they ran at the same time. And it's the Department of Defense who was behind all this, clearly, certainly, as I showed in that movie. And it's now come out. You know, Patrick Henningsen, your colleague on TNT, has exposed this on 21st Century Wire and UK Column. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Like, it's kind of relevant again. <laughs> and I called well, this back then, you know. Yeah, that's why I've invited you. So I don't know where to start. MK Ultra, MK Naomi, uh, start somewhere and let's go from there. Okay, well, I think most people know MK Ultra. That was like a U.S. CIA, U.S. Army and Department of Defense mind control program. We've all heard about MK Ultra. Um, they were running weird, all kinds of weird things, and you know, you could say how much of it's true and how much is mythology. Of course, um, MK Naomi. Now, funny enough, they say MK Ultra ran from the 1953 to 1973. And if you go on the Wikipedia page for MK Naomi, N-A-O-M-I, it says it's the predecessor, meaning it came after, but it also ran from the 1950s to the 1970s. So you're like, how can that, how can that be the predecessor when it runs at the same time? Now, MK Ultra was about mind controlling the public. MK Naomi was about biological weapons, injections, poisoning food. Um, pretty much what we're seeing now. And it was run by the CIA and the Department of Defense, the DOD, which we can get into because they are behind COVID. Um, the U.S. Army Special Operations Command, um, also the CIA Technical Service Division, and the United States Army Biological Warfare Laboratory. Now, this also gets interesting when you start looking into Dr. Robert Malone. <laughs> Because he had these two companies, and one of them had a contract with the, the United States Army for biological weapons, Ebola and Zika. Now, you have to say, where did he get these contracts, right? Like, you, you, you and I, Germ, we don't just, like, start a company and go, hey, man, we got a U.S. Army contract. You know, like, you, you don't get a U.S. Army contract. You, you know somebody, clearly. So it's quite interesting that they're all behind this thing. Um, so the MK Naomi was like a with MK Ultra. It's mind control, but it was also with poisonous injections, poisonous darts, poisoning food, poisonous injections. 
And you have to say, what are the odds <laughs> that these poisonous injections have just come out worldwide? And the Department of Defense is behind it, which is MK Naomi, which is Anthony Fauci and the AIDS, you know, and all the players who were involved then are involved now. It, it just cannot be coincidence. Where does the word Naomi come from? Yeah, well, it's Ruth and Naomi from the Bible, you know, the old story of the famine and Ruth. Um, so I, I believe that's where it comes from. I don't know that for sure, but I it, it does seem like that. Um, so whenever you're looking at these Masonic players, they're, they come from the Jesuits. They use Bible script, you know, to format their modern their modern uh, narrative, let's say, or let's just say the modern narrative isn't modern. They follow a script that was written biblical. And you do trace all this back to the Jesuits. They are the overlords for all your CIA and your FBI and NSA and MI6, MI5. What do you have in South Africa? Do you have anything like that? We definitely have central intelligence. I can't remember what we call it, though. Yeah. Well, it's all the Holy See. And that means the the Vatican, and the Jesuit army for them, and the Rome. It's basically the Roman Empire continued. They see everything because they control everything and they've set up everything. That's your holy see. Um, so a lot of this traces back to them and that. But this is really what we can see has happened during this whole COVID nineteen scamdemic or pandemic. This was clearly pre like pre planned way before. Clearly. Haven't you seen evidence of that? Something that is was very interesting for me in your uh, film um, is when you started off in the 1960s with um, TV in America. Yeah. Those, those were actually in the 80s. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch those. So in the late 70s, early 80s, the TV was done at midnight. So you're watching Three Stooges and the you know, Merle Griffith show or whatever was on, I don't know, you know, whatever was on at night. And then like, it, just like the Spielberg movie, um, Poltergeist, they're sleeping and then the TV turns fuzz and then it's like, Ooh, and the girl's like TV people. And that used to happen. But right before the sign off, they would play the national anthem. And as I put in that film, I showed you, now not all of them were like this. I found many versions of that and they didn't all have the subliminals, but the ones I showed in that movie, it's the, the national anthem is, oh say, can you see by the dawn's early light, right? As, and they were scrolling, there was no singing. And we all know the national anthem, just like you know yours. But as you slow it down now, as the words are saying, oh can, say, can you see, it's saying, trust government. Government is God. Buy, consume. Don't question the government. It's, it had all these subliminals, but really quickly, in your view, flashing. But you've been in an alpha brain state wave, falling asleep to the television. And they were running these psychological experiments on people, like brainwashing you. Now, like for starters, why would you have, as I said in the film, why would you put the karaoke lyrics to the national anthem? Because the children are asleep. They're not supposed to be watching it. You know your national anthem. Like no adult doesn't know the national anthem. So there's no reason to have it. Nobody's singing. It's just instrumental. 
So it's like, why are you even putting the lyrics there? And as I showed you, they were putting subliminal messages. Now, where did these run? I don't know. Like, you know, were they doing test markets? Like we run them in the Midwest and the South. I don't know. I grew up in the Midwest and, and saw these as a kid. I remember seeing them. So they were brainwashing people with what used to be MK Ultra, which was the mind control. But in the middle of this thing, it starts saying, trust Ultra, trust Naomi. That's some of the subliminals they ran. And you say, well, we know MK Ultra, but what's Naomi? And when you look at MK Naomi, they have a Wikipedia page. It was a biological weapons warfare system that followed the mind control system of MK Ultra. Now you have to say, what is a biological warfare division from the CIA, the Department of Defense, what is it doing associated with subliminal messages on American television at the sign off, right? Like, what is it doing there? And it starts to transfer to what's going on now. They were using biological weapons, which is what we could call COVID-19 vaccines right now. And maybe all the vaccines before you could go to swine flu. Um, I mean, this thing was running in the 1970s and 1980s. You know what I mean? You know, look at that swine flu vaccine. It killed three three elderly at the polling station, nine altogether and a few. They shelved that immediately. But look at the COVID deaths right now from the COVID-19 vaccine. You know, on open VARES, it's up to 38,000 Americans, but they say that's 1%. That could be 3.8 million and all the others. Now, why isn't that shelved? It would, that, that thing would have never, it wouldn't have seen the light of day, you know. Um, so it looks like there's this project was supposed to have been discontinued, and it looks like it hasn't been. To me, it looks like it's still going. Fauci was one of the young players in the HIV, which we got into in the film, and he's here now. And when you start looking at, like, what's going on with the Department of Defense right now, there's this Colonel Deborah Burks. She was there for the Department of Defense in the HIV, and now she's here again, right? You know, you're like, Deborah what? Burks, I did a show about her last year um, in which she basically took over Trump's uh, corona response, the, the, whole, the whole team. And she was, she was hired. She was hired by uh, uh, Matt Pottinger from the CIA, I think. Yeah, and the C yeah, exactly. And I'll go to the MK uh, Naomi. I don't know. I don't know if I can share a screen. So when you go to M MK Naomi here on Wikipedia, and they have a page, is the code name for a joint Department of Defense. That's Deborah Burke, CIA research program, um, about biological warfare agents, right? And. Uh, they were engaged in projects designed to increase U.S. biological and chemical warfare capabilities with injections. And they worked with the Army's Office of um, Special Operations Command and also the Technical Services Division of the CIA. Now, I've got an, an article here on 21st Century Wire, Patrick Henningsen, uh, written by my friend Freddie Ponton. Deborah Burks was working for the Department of Defense with Stephen Hahn and was Trump's, yeah, advisor, uh, first back with HIV. And now she got put back on this. 
And when you start looking at what was going on, the chief operating officer for the whole COVID-19 was the Department of Defense in, in charge of the project coordination team between AstraZeneca, Janssen, Moderna, Novax, uh, BioNTech, Pfizer, and Sanofi, clinical trials and development, manufacturing and quality assurance, and distribution and administration of this vaccine. Now you have to ask what the hell is the Department of Defense doing in charge of all that? Not the FDA, right? Like we we're the FDA had to fast track this and Trump was on C-SPAN bragging like, oh, I'm the father of vaccines and the FDA didn't want to approve this, right? And he's like, I forced them to approve it. And you're like, well, the FDA would approve injecting dog shit into their mother for money. They're like notoriously, you know, they pull off 40,000 products a year that the FDA approves. They don't care. So how even the FDA didn't want anything to do with this vaccine. They were like, no way. So they had to approve it under Emergency Authorization Act. And it's the Department of Defense. So this is like a military operation. And sure enough, here's this woman who's in char- involved with HIV and now this. And here's Fauci, who was involved with HIV and this, right? Like, what are these people doing here? What are the odds? You know what I mean? This what is not think- an accident. So what do you think is going on? Well, what I think is going on is the bioweapon is the injections, that this is an orchestrated attack on the American people and the other people of the world, you know, through the other organizations. And it's the Department of Defense that the problem is there's a legal shield because you can't actually go after the NIH and Fauci and in the government because it's a military operation in front and they're not civilians. So... When you, so you see ASPR and then this chart here, right? Off to the right here, or maybe your left, chief operating officer is the Department of Defense. Off to the left, you see project coordination teams, all the vaccine companies, clinical trials and development, which they didn't do any trials, manufacturing and quality assurance, and distribution and administration. And so, on the between that you see you've got the security and assurance infrastructure the information the personnel distribution plans operation all that right well look who's in charge of it all the the department of defense so it's not fauci in the nih and any of these people it's the department of defense a military organization running all of this and it was run under this uh, FEMCE, I think you'd call it, P-H-E-M-C-E. And it says it's comprised of multiple agencies across the federal government, which work to optimize our preparedness for public health emergencies with the respect to creation, stockpiling, and use of medical countermeasures. So here you've got all the players, the NIH, the FDA, but look who's sitting down in the middle the Department of Defense and Homeland Security. <laughs> and then BARDA down at the bottom. You have to ask, like, what's going on? This whole thing was being run by a Department of Defense, and it's because they're a shield for any liability. Nothing will happen to Fauci and all these players because people think that you could take them to court. You can't because everything they did was 
legal. Yeah, because there's this Department of Defense shield. Yeah, the emergency. Yeah, exactly, Jeremy. The Emergency Authorization Act got them off the hook. If they if it wasn't an Emergency Authorization Act, nothing they did was legal. But because it was, they're like, oh, you know, it's an emergency. So it falls under this Department of Defense Army protocol. That's why they brought her in. Now you have the lab leak narrative that is just dominating. So people are like, oh, now we've got them. Yeah, and they, and they don't have them because there was no lab leak because there was nothing to leak from the labs. Mm. They're just doing gain-of-function research in there, which is nonsense, you know. So, yeah, you can't – they're not doing – they're not making viruses in gain-of-function research. They don't have any. So you can't prosecute them for that. That's just them getting research grants for doing stuff that's not working. So, yeah, you can't prosecute them. It's like, it's kind of like the, the, the military is a buffer because, as you know, there's civilian and military law. And they're not, they don't, the two shall never twixt meet. You know what I mean? So when you say, well, yeah, the military did this, well, you can't prosecute them in civil, civilian court because civilians have no, no jurisdiction over military. Is that why, Steve, the conversation around the existence of SARS-CoV-2 is so critical. Yeah, well, yeah, like you've probably seen Dell Bigtree did his latest rant. Oh, you know germ theory people, we just finally got them on the ropes. You're, you're like, when's the last time you saw anyone get prosecuted for anything? They never get prosecuted. They get They walk away scot-free. And why would it be that we're, we're saying there's no virus, so if you lock down economies worldwide, decimated businesses, made your grandma die alone in a nursing home, you didn't go to your cousin's birthday party, and then you injected people with a lethal injection, why would that get you off the hook? It would make you more on the hook. You'd be, now you're up for fraud, premeditated murder you know like there's like a list this long of legal ramifications why would he say that anthony fauci and bill gates are just gonna walk free if there's no virus they're more screwed wouldn't you say if there isn't mm. one would you say the entire fake pandemic was an mk ultra operation i'm saying it's mk naomi it's 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 the poisonous part of it yeah but yes, they are the, the two go hand in hand. Mm. Yeah, it was clearly a mind control operation. Clearly. Remember, I don't know if you saw like, you know, the sun's the, the sun's supposed to be four hundred miles away from the earth. Dean Koontz wrote that book in nineteen eighty four saying um he wrote a fictional book saying there was gonna be a Wuhan virus called the Wuhan four hundred released in the year, you know, two thousand uh twenty twenty. Like he said in this book, in 2020, this virus gets released, Wuhan 400. Then there was like thousands of articles around the world saying 400 people infected, 400 people evacuated, 400 this, Dow Falls 400,000, like 400, 400, 400. Well, this was clearly premeditated, clearly, clearly this was premeditated. And adding to that, the repetition of phrases like safe and effective. Yeah. Well, even, yeah, exactly. Even that, right? Okay. So that comes out of the mind control from the Tavistock Institute, which is out of London. 
and they are the mind control organization for the Royal Institute of International Affairs, RIIA, who is the English parent company of the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations. Now, your average person, this is the way consciousness works. When you're walking down a path talking to me, let's say you and I are walking down the sidewalk. If there's a slug just slowly crawling across the sidewalk, we don't notice it because it's not moving fast enough. We step on it on accident, right? If a snake shot across or a big black spider did, both of us would be like, whoa, <laughs> we would jump up, we'd notice. The way our consciousness works is we look at what's moving and not the background. So now you've got Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock and these people standing at this podium and there's a giant yellow sign with red stripes all around it, like nature, like a wasp. You see a yellow jacket wasp, it's or a bee, like you stay away. It's yellow, bright yellow, or a, a you know a black widow spider with red. In nature, when you see red and yellow, you're like shit, that thing's dangerous, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's not moving, and then it's like stay home, stay safe. It's right out of that They Live movie, right? Now, the average person is not looking at the podium because it's not moving. They're looking at the guy behind the podium, the politician, blah, 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 right? So they're giving, you're like, who made that sign? When did you make that sign? When did you order that sign? It took a, a company, a graphics company to say, how big does this podium, you know, to get that sign there. And then they had several different ones. You're not looking at that. You're just listening to what the guy's saying and not going, why are you putting blatant known mind control and NLP techniques on this podium? <laughs> you know what I mean? The Americans didn't actually do it that much, but the English were ruthless about that. And you're like, who the hell put that yellow red sign with the big black letters with neuro-linguistic programming and colors that are subconscious? It's clearly mind control clearly mind control techniques on purpose but so is this resistance to the existence of the virus yeah it's the same yeah i mean you you've looked into germ theory obviously clearly let me ask you this germ do you know anyone who's spent like at least 10 or, or 50 hours looking into germ theory who went back and said they believed it no you know what i mean like so what are you a genius are you like einstein and tesla or is it that damn obvious when you look into it it's pretty obvious isn't it when you look into germ theory it's bogus so all these resistance yeah. people they're doctor right you know what i mean mm. and these resistance people are like supposed to be educated del big tree and peter mccullough and all they're supposed to be like pretty intelligent people so either they haven't looked into it really or how can you look into this and not dude, like not see it, you know? So you have to ask, are they controlled? I don't know. I would guess that lots of funding and industry is based on this. Well, yeah, I think that this is the one thing we need to start looking at is are these people getting financial kickbacks? Like Robert Malone, when you look into mRNA technique, they say he's an inventor of mRNA vaccine technology. But when you look into it, his name's never mentioned. It's another woman and another uh, sub-colleague of hers. His name comes up nowhere. But when you look on his Wikipedia page, 
he says he was getting funding from the U.S. Army on alternative drugs for, you know, Zika, Ebola, and um, some of these prescription drug names. So you have to start looking at these people and going, are they are they getting money? Like we should really look into their med- their financial incentive and say, why isn't this person can't see it? How come all these people can see it, but this person cannot? Is there another reason, you know, that's stopping them from from coming forward? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not accusing any of them because I don't know, but mm. I'm saying I think we should all really start looking into what they're saying because are they being funded? Do they have a financial reason for not seeing the bloody freaking obvious that all the rest of us see? It's because we are deniers. But are we like, are millions of people suddenly deniers like they're all crazy or are they, you know, is it, I mean, how, how come millions of people are suddenly going, you're right? I will invariably get an email from somebody that always looks the same. Oh, I, but I got it. It was very severe and I've never had anything like it before. That's how I know. I've, that's how I know it's real. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, yeah, exactly. But it's like, well, you, how many times have you had the flu in your life? Like you're dying of the flu. You don't sit with a, you know, a Yachty scorecard going this out of, out of one to 10, this is an eight flu. And this is a seven and six. Like they're all really bad. And then the media was telling you this is the worst flu you've ever had. You know, at the same time, the media marked it down. They said this is the flu, didn't they? They in Denmark here we don't have Corona anymore. They marked it down to the common flu. Even if you believe germ theory, they told you it had a ninety-nine point nine 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 percent survival rate through ninety-nine point nine two if you were elderly. You know, so even if you believe in the germ. They told you it's the same mortality as the flu, and the flu went away 98% magically because the CDC admitted that their PCR test couldn't tell the difference between influenza A, B, or COVID-19 because it was looking for the same normal, insignificant genetic sequences. So they told you the flu went away, and the new test thinks that the flu is this new thing. It can't tell the difference. Well, and then the media told you you're sick yeah. as hell and the stress you had. So what other year had the television and the newspapers been telling everyone every hour, every day, go out and get tested for the flu. Go get tested for the flu right now. We've got flu test centers popping up all over the world, right? Like, have you ever seen flu test centers pop up all over the world? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> had they done that? and you use the same bogus PCR test, you would have had a, a flu pandemic any other year of the, you know. And if you, if this thing was really so scary, you wouldn't have to con everyone with free Burger King. Come to McDonald's and get a free burger, you know, for an, a, a vaccine. You're like, if everyone really thought they were going to die from this, you don't have to con them with a burger. They would be lining up to get this thing, wouldn't they? Like, this is ridiculous. And it was free. Like nothing in this world is free. Nothing. Exactly. You know? when, when's the last time you got free flu shots at McDonald's to get a hamburger? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so obvious. Like when you're looking at it, you're like, how can you not see how obvious this is? They're dying to stick this thing into you, whatever's in there. You know, like clearly, clearly you can, they never did this for anything before. Come on. 
This is ridiculously hard. How do you think, though, it was coordinated? Well, I think this comes back to MK Naomi. This is coordinated on a, you look at like Rockefeller Lockstep, for instance, they said they were going to use pandemics to, to do this. You look at event 201, which happened 201 days before patient zero and 201 is a big Jesuit number. You know, they said they were going to do this. They said what, what this all is, is communitarianism. This is part of the great reset agenda 21, new world order, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Klaus Schwab, he wrote that book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. You're like, how long does it take to write a book? Get it edited, get a publisher, publish it. <laughs> you know, he released this book like 20 days in. You're like, what? You just wrote this book last week and you're the head of the World Economic Forum. You got nothing better to do. You, you had the whole economic forum of the world, but you sat around in a week and wrote a book and got a publisher and an editor and a copyright protector and a, you printed them and <laughs> like, what, what, how many tests did they pass out? PCR tests worldwide. How many? Billions. Billions. Well, yes. Yes. Right. Logistically speaking, you tell me what manufacturing operation can make billions of chemically advanced PCR tests in a month. Mm. PCR itself, like Carrie Mullis gets put up by a hero by our side. But actually, when you really look at what PCR does and the machines and all that, this whole thing looks like BS too. I don't even think he is correct. Now, it's a shame he's dead because he would have got dragged into this, certainly. And I wanted to talk to him because he, he said, well, I don't think PCR could be misused. You know, he said, like, if you do PCR well enough, it can detect any molecule in anything. And I say, yeah, but when you mean well enough, do you mean like, of course, no idiot would spin it 46 times and make 35 trillion, 108 billion copies of a molecule? Like they tell you in PCR, 15 to 24 cycles. Carrie Mollis would have said the same. You don't spin a PCR more than 24 cycles. So when he says, I don't think it can be misused, you're saying, do you mean at 24 cycles or do you mean you don't think anyone could purposely nefariously spin it at 46 cycles to make 35 trillion, 104 billion, 192 million copies of a molecule and misuse that and then do what's called dirty PCR, which is take fragments that didn't exist and start sticking them together in a computer because the only reason you can now have a a a a a g g g g g t t t t is because you made 35 million copies of AGGT. And now you've got all these extra A's and G's. See, no one got to ask him because he died. Did you mean you can't misuse PCR or did you mean the way you say you use PCR, you can't, you can't misuse it, right? Mm. But even PCR, when you look at the machines, what they're doing, they cool off and they heat down and they magically split this DNA and then this enzyme somehow magically can grab copies billions in a second out of the air and put them together. But it doesn't do that. You know, when you look at PCR itself, it's could be nonsense. The whole thing, forget viruses just for cancer or the whole PCR, it looks like nonsense. So I'm not sure he's a hero, but it's a shame he, he didn't live for us to 
to, you know, to get deeper into this. Uh, I saw a meme that said, uh, scientists are worried that conspiracy theories may die out by 2025 if they keep coming true at this alarming rate. (laughs) 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 You know, so I can't say, I I think his timing, his death timing is uh, very suspect and questionable, but I don't know. I don't, maybe he just died. Steve Falconer's controlled opposition I want him to do a movie on LGBTQ, you know, whatever. And he won't make the movie, so he's controlled. You know, I'm like, no, you make the movie. I don't have mm. to make, it's my channel. I make what I want. It's your podcast. You talk about how, what are you getting? How could you be controlled? What would you possibly get out of anything? No, I don't know. I've tried working this out. Yeah, you're exposing Big Pharma and you're like, Big Pharma's paying me to expose them. <laughs> yes and that's that's the that's the subversion within the subversion within the subversion yeah. well this is a this is really an important thing because there's so much paranoia out there because there should be because a lot of people have woken up to the fact that every direction you look there's controlled opposition dicking you you know so i don't blame people for being totally paranoid but there comes a point where even their own common logic can't process the difference anymore. They're, they're making illogical leaps that have are based in fallacy and no, there's no reason behind it. And it's because everyone just doesn't know who to trust. It's like the deep fake technology. Mm. You know, we're at the stage now where like, in, in it, well now actually probably, but within two years, you could see a video and there's no way you will know it's real or not or deep fake unless you saw it with your own two eyes for real. You know what I mean? We're at that stage now. And I think we're at that stage, even with the paranoia induced, mm. everything's a scam. So no one knows what's the truth. And so, it, so the, the, the problem with that is they don't believe anything's the truth. Or maybe that's not a problem. But they start to, you know, rather than believe that you actually are a good person trying to help people, they have to say that you're being paid by the, I don't know who they say is paying you, you know. This all reeks of psychological warfare as well, you know. And, but the really thing is, you like, you should, who, who cares? If you think that germ is controlled opposition, what are you doing sitting around watching his podcasts or my mm. movies, you know? That's what I tell people. I'm like, if you want to believe that, don't watch my movies. Just go watch something else. Like, I don't care. Not everybody who believes in viruses or in SARS-CoV-2 is necessarily controlled opposition or bad a bad person. Yeah, I agree. Because if you look at the majority of the world right now, most people still don't know germ theory is bogus. So, of course. Now, exactly, yeah. You should assume that 99 out of 100 people right now don't know it. Now, the problem is, if you're up against like um, Robert Kennedy Jr., for instance, if you're if you're having a debate against people like Steve Kirsch and these types, where they're aware that you are aware that there isn't a problem, there is a problem with germ theory, a very big one and you give them the evidence and then they still won't look at the evidence and keep coming back, right? It's one thing to not have seen the evidence. It's another thing to be fighting people showing you the evidence 
who provide you mountains of evidence and then you still claim that it's 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 mm. bogus that's where you need to draw the line it's okay like like you're you know the lady on the in the supermarket <laughs> like the, if she's wearing a mask she doesn't know that that mask is pointless because it's ridiculous like okay get, cut her some slack for god's sake mm. but steve kirsch that's another story because we've we've pr provided him with ample scientific evidence that it's ridiculous and for them mm. to keep coming back saying that that's the person you need to watch out for so you, your paranoia needs to to find its right victim. You don't want to take it out on everyone. Oh, you stupid. You don't yeah. know germs exist. You're like, well, most people really don't know yet. They haven't heard and got the memo yet. I've changed my approach. I used to think all these people with masks on, for example, were just idiots. I've changed my approach. I don't think that that was the correct approach. I realized that they just simply might not know any better. Yeah, and that's, yeah, exactly, Germ. And that's one of the problems with a lot of the truther community, and myself included, I'm guilty of this. You learn a, a bit of secret taboo information, and suddenly you're like, what? Oh, you dummies don't know this. And you're like, well, you didn't know this, like, literally five months ago either. You know, like, as soon as you, you get a one-up on everybody, like, now I know something you don't know, and you're an idiot because you haven't learned this yet, you know. This happens quite a lot as you gain knowledge. You start to look down on people who don't have the knowledge yet rather than what you should be doing is sharing it with them in compassion, even though they might fight you. The problem is they're so resistant and, and you should remember that you were resistant too. Mm. You know, I mean, when I first heard about germ theory being bogus, 2000 and I don't know, six, seven, somewhere around there, five, six, seven, I couldn't believe it. Like it sounded crazy to me, you know, it's like, there's no way, like there's no viruses. Like how could there be polio vaccines? And, you know, I didn't believe it either until I really started looking at it and going, Oh my God. So we, we forget, we get a new piece of knowledge and it makes us feel superior and high and almighty on our high horse and all that. It's very important that you remember, get off your fricking high horse and educate people without con you know condescending them or you know yeah you're right you're right somebody said to me the other day though a very interesting comment saying look you're being too focused on the materialistic idea of a virus oh yeah we've got bioresonance and uh nocebo and placebo and pheromones and um yeah there's all kinds of other triggers that look contagious but they're not it's not that you're passing something onto them but yeah, so-and-so is around so-and-so and gets sick because they think they're going to get it or they, you know, yeah, there's, there, there are a lot of explanations for this. So that's that, but that doesn't mean that it's a contagious thing. You have to put a mask on yourself and lock yourself in your house and shut your business down and like succumb to vaccine passports and testing and all that, you know, that's a totally different story. Do you think that the statement viruses don't exist itself? is a slightly dangerous statement because it's almost dogmatic and scientifically you don't want to be dogmatic. Well, I think the people making that claim are saying, show me. I, I don't know a single person on mm. team no virus who isn't saying, if you can show me one paper, one experiment, one example out of like everything that it might, 
we would be willing to say, okay, we're wrong. But the thing is they can't. And all the experiments that have tried to prove contagion, Tom Cowan just came out with a new video with another, I think, 10 or 15 that I had never heard of. More contagion experiments that failed, like real experiments putting sick people next to healthy people. He had a list of ones I had never even heard of. So that's all we're saying is like, well, we have an we have a mountain of evidence saying they don't exist. We know they make them in a Petri dish and they can't find them in your lungs. If you could just show us one, we would change our tune, but they can never do it. So at that point, you have to say, okay, all the contagion experiments have failed, all of them. There's not a one that didn't. All the virology experiments can't find them in your fluid, and they can only make them by poisoning a Petri dish. That's a fail. They can never, those particles they even make and claim are viruses, they've never been able to isolate it and put it into an, another thing and make it sick with the same thing. That's another fail. So at that point, you have to stop. You know, it's like if you're... <laughs> If you're saying like, I'm goddamn sure a submarine can fly through the air, I'm freaking sure of it. And you're like, well, all right. At what point do you stop thinking a submarine can fly through the air if you've tried every goddamn thing possible and it can't fly through the air, only the water? At what point do you stop that nonsense theory, right? Right? You know what I mean? Like at some point when it fails on every freaking level for 400 years of trying, you have to move on to a new theory, you know? Do you think all of this, like virology and climate change, for example, are successful Naomi or Ultra? Both, yeah. Well, the, not the Naomi because Naomi is exclusive to poisonous drugs, poisonous chemicals, poisonous injections, and poisoning food supplies. Mm. Now, they are... Uh, both part of MK Ultra, which is the mind control part of it. So Naomi is exclusive to to the the biological warfare and the injection. So no, but yeah, to MK Ultra, it's the same. And all of this is even the climate change. Yeah, the climate is changing. I'm not a climate denier. You know what I mean? We're in the eddy grand solar minimum. We know it. All the scientists know it. This change happens. There's solar cycles every 400 years. There is climate change. It's not global warming. And I saw a funny video where, you know, it's from the 80s where the guy has a glass of ice and water and he's got the girl and he says, all right, now this, the ice cubes are sticking out of the glass of water, which is filled to the top. Three things could happen. The ice will melt in two hours and either the water will overflow or the because the ice is there, the water isn't so voluminous and it will go back to normal or it will go down and it will be less water, you know. And he showed that, yeah, when the ice melt, nothing happens to the water level. So even if all the glaciers and the ice wall and Antarctica and all that melted, the water level can't rise because it's already taken into consideration the volume and the weight on top of it. So that, he's like he debunked it with a little kid. But that doesn't mean that the climate's not changing. We can see it clearly, but the climate's always changing, you know? So the, what anyone who thinks like to tax you to breathe is gonna fix the weather when they won't, they're not, well, you're saying, well, what are you gonna use that money for to fix the weather? When they're chemtrailing and spraying, you know, they're doing weather, weather modification, 
yeah, the climate's changing and yeah, they're changing the climate too, but it's changing anyway. Even if they weren't chemtrailing and all that, we are in a grand solar minimum. Now it's not going to get hotter is the problem. No one's prepared for it getting colder, which is where we're really screwed because that is really what's going on. Mm. But all of this is to push in this communitarianism, new world order, agenda 21, agenda 2030, great reset, fourth industrial revolution, whatever you want to call this thing, right? There's got a lot of names, technocracy, you know, transhumanism, call it what you want it. It is changing. And this is where the fight comes in because again, they trap you into, there's no climate change. It's all a scam or there is right. And, and, but they, but if there is, then it's your fault, you know, and you're like, no, there's another option that the climate is changing and it's not anything to do with my farts or yours or cows that we're eating, you know, what if the climate really, really is changing for a bad period right now, but it's got nothing to do with what they're pinning it on. That never gets into the discussion. The discussion is climate denier or climate acceptor, right? You're like, well, what if, can't you be in the middle? You know, have you ever heard anyone like have a real conversation about, yes, the climate's changing mm. and no, it's not our fault. They call that a fake binary, I think. Your two options are A and B, but C is is an option, but it's hidden. Yeah. Well, this is like how the mainstream media works. You know, you've got, you can talk about A or B, but they won't let you talk about C or D, mm. E, F, G. There might be like 50 other actual possibilities. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, like they pin the narrative. You can only talk about it's this or that. And you're like, well, what if it's one of the other 30 things and you can't talk about it? You know, they do this all the time. That's also mind control. But what would be the purpose, ultimately, of Ultra and Naomi? Like, what is the end game? Well, like, what's the end game of 15-minute cities? in carbon tax, in surveillance capitalism, you know, ultimate control, technocracy, you know, Zygmunt uh, Brzezinski said in Between Two Worlds, there will come a time when we will be able to pull up every citizen's records instantly and know everything they've been doing, everything they're thinking, everything they've done, you know, it's ultimate control really is, is this is like if you're a ruling elite, don't, you you'd never want to lose that power so you the more you can control everybody you you can't lose your power there's no way to lose your roost you know king of the hill if they have no way to knock you off the hill <laughs> because you won't let them up to the hill in the first place you know this is ultimate control now for me the interesting thing is the fight has to happen they're bringing in this system but they all want to rule it is it the Jesuits? Is it the Jews? Is it the technocrats? Is it, you know, is, who's in charge? Well, I think, I predict we're going to see fighting between them all, salivating at the lips, going, the control system's here. Now, who sits at the top? Pope Francis? Bill Gates? You know? Klaus Schwab? Who's, who's going to be sitting on the top of this nest? So I think like mob families, you know, the mob, they all work together, don't they, when it suits their, mm. the whole the whole mob's agenda, but the families have wars, don't they? Sometimes like, you know, the Medici's fight, the Brandaldi's or whatever. I think we're going to start seeing this now where they might implode themselves fighting over who's king of this new roost they've been building. 
which could be the whole great joke of it all if they take themselves down without us doing a single thing. <laughs> and it's very possible that could happen. In the sort of conspiratorial paranoia space, um, it's always about how brilliant these guys at the top are. They're always so far ahead of the rest of us. But I often get the impression that they're not. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly, they're not. Because the funny thing is that they use scientism to control us. It's technocracy, right? The experts. Uh, it's that we use the NGOs and the experts and the scientific experts. Well, as we're all seeing right now in what you could call the apocalypse or the laying, the, the unveiling of reality, we're starting to learn that scientism is retarded. <laughs> the science they're relying on to control everyone is the dumbest shit you ever heard in your life. Their science is ridiculous. You're right. Yeah. So we're like, oh, they're so genius and they're so in control. Their system is genius, but it's flawed because it's counting on a scientism that's bogus. <laughs> so you're right. That's what I'm saying. It's a good plan, but not a, you know, <laughs> it's like putting nine midgets on your basketball team and thinking you're going to win the NBA championships. <laughs> it's not going to happen, you know. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. They they ignore human nature. They ignore the fact that all even those people at the top are competing against one another and they make errors. So when you see comments like, oh, don't be fooled, they're all in on it. The fact that they are actually competing and are making blunders is a is a is an important um, observation. I mean, that's a real. What you just said is really important. They make blunders. These people aren't fail proof. You know, we think they're all. They want you to think they're all high and almighty and fail proof. These people are people. People are. They make mistakes. They're stupid. I don't care if they're Luciferians or in the occult or whatever knowledge they have. They're just people. And as we've all started to see, all of us, we all have it. You know, I wake up tired one day. I'm dumb as a box of rocks. I can't even figure out how to, like, you know, put a open a pack of scissors. The next day I'm on a podcast talking like I'm a genius. We're all like that, you know. <laughs> like we all, we all, we're all like that. And they are, too. They're just people. They're not high, almighty, Luciferian devils from the, you know, Dimension X. They're just people, and they make mistakes, and the science they're relying on to, to bring in their order is flawed, all of it. And we're, now you're right, there is kind of a spiritual war going on. The other thing these people don't have is they act only for the self and in lower mind. They, they, they work in the cerebellum, not their cerebrum. These people are very cerebellum action motor focused. They don't have any cerebral insight. I'm sorry. Like we're going to beat them because we, the people who are actually aware of what's going on, we are cerebrums. We are Abraham, Abram, Abracadabra. We are higher brain people living in spirituality who will not sell out your mother and your brother and your neighbor and your son for power and glory and almighty. We're not those kind of people. I said this to Dr. Sam Bailey and Mark the other day. I said, if you notice the people attacking the no germ camp, they're not attacking our arguments about no germs. They're attacking the people 
who are presenting the argument because if they're not afraid of our evidence, they're afraid of us. They don't like us because we didn't sell out. We didn't take the money and keep doing this and that. We gave up everything to come out and tell the truth. They're not afraid of our evidence. They're afraid of us because these people feel, we make them feel bad about themselves for being sellouts and not having the balls and the cojones and the vaginas and whatever you need to step up, give up everything material for what's right and just instead of what's selfish. They don't have it. See mm -hmm. what I mean? And so how can we lose to those people? How can we lose? There's no we, way. Eventually, no. But I mean... We can't. But, eventually, yeah. Mm. Eventually. We're... You can see it right now. The tables are turning. Like you cannot, mm. you know what I mean? All you need to get rid of darkness is to shine a light on it. You cannot shine a shadow into light and get rid of light. That's not how it works. Light gets rid of darkness. Darkness doesn't get rid of light. You can, if there is a light source, you can have all the darkness you want. It will shine through. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? That you can... Uh, it's light cannot be defeated by darkness. It's it's that's not how it works. And so we will win in the end because what you see and what I see and what what we're doing here right now and all these podcasts, why are all these people all of a sudden having millions of podcasts talking about this? Right? When I was growing up as a kid, people were talking about like Magnum PI and his Ferrari and his mustache and all that, you know. <laughs> the conversations in bars were like stupid. Now I sit in a bar, you know, and I'm at work and like the conversations are ridiculously deep going around. Nothing that I ever saw growing up myself. So it, this is, it's already turned. It is already turned. We just haven't seen it play out yet. You know, to be fair, Steve, I wouldn't mind going to a bar and having a conversation about Magnum PI. <laughs> I love Magnum. <laughs> And the A-team. Oh, yeah, great mustache. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, I love them. And there's nothing wrong with those conversations. That's another problem we're having with our truther community. Yeah. It's come on, people. Like, oh, if you, you don't want to talk about anything serious. You're like, yeah, some people sometimes don't want to sit in a bar over a beer talking about serious shit. Stop harassing your family. You know, I see a lot of people yeah. like, my family won't talk to me anymore. I'm like, that's because you're a fucking bore. Shut the fuck up sometimes about the goddamn Illuminati and like ask her how her, how her day went. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and people forget also that entertainment um, boosts morale. Yeah. I'm a pub singer. Like, you know, I don't, I've got 300 people dancing on tables every weekend. I don't stop and make a speech about the new world order and the Illuminati because we're 300 people all vibing off each other, having a great energetic experience together. Why would you put a spanner in that? Like a downer, you know, you know what I mean? Mm. There, there's a time and a place for everything. And I see a lot of the truther movement don't understand that they lost the understanding that, Hey mate, there's a time and a place. Sometimes you got to shut up about it's, a, stuff. it's about reading the room but there yeah great yeah exactly yeah i think a lot of people would listen to our side more if we would lighten the fuck up as they said in stripes you know lighten up francis you know like we some of we're too serious 
Don't you mm. think? It's, it's sometimes our side's like too hardcore. There's a comment here uh, from Norman, and he says, in terms of um, MK Ultra, uh, it's played out with major events like JFK, MLK, 9-11, um, and of course, COVID. Yeah, it is. And like Norman, there's a guy called Miles Mathis. And like, I'm not saying you know him. Yeah. He gets a lot of shit because he's always after the Jews. And you know, Jeremy, that I'm not into the fucking Jew hunting. I think it's the Jesuits. But anyway, take it with a grain of salt. He's got an article called The Hidden Kings. His theory is that the Kennedys didn't even get assassinated, that that was staged, that they fake their own deaths so they could go underground for the Jesuits. This starts to make sense when the bodies don't match in the morgue, right? They're like, that's not Kennedy's body in the morgue. And Bobby K got moved and this and that and the other. As weird as this sounds, imagine there's 90 conspiracy theories about who killed JFK, but the one they don't talk about, like we talked about, you get A and B, but never C. What if they didn't kill him? What if they faked that death? His family was in a movie set. What if his son didn't really die in a plane crash or his brother didn't die in a plane crash or his brother didn't die in a plane crash, right? We never get told the option C that what if that whole thing was the 9-11 of its day and didn't freaking happen? Uh, look at the hidden kings and see what you think. And he presents the evidence. This happened a lot with the Mandela effect. People were saying, well, I remember it was a four-seat limousine. And others say, no, it was clearly a six-seat limousine because Connolly and his wife were in the middle because Connolly gets shot. But yet in the JFK Museum, it's a four-seat limousine. It's not the same one in the Zapruder film. But they say mm. that's the limo he was sitting in, and people are going, that's a Mandela effect. And you're like, well, what if they shot that film on several different days or several times in that day? Why is there a gap in the Zapruder film? Why are the shadows of the people in the yard the wrong way of the limousine? Why, you know, <laughs> what if they faked that whole thing? What if they did? I'm not saying they did. I'm saying what if they did? Mm. Because it's easier to rule the deep, if you want a deep state, well, it's easier to rule the deep state if you're not bound to the rules of the state. What, JFK, the Kennedys were bootleggers. They were mob runners involved in bootlegging, alcohol running with the mob. They were a Hollywood family. You don't think they could orchestrate fake blood plaque on the back of the guy's head. The magic bullet wrapped around this and that, or the driver turned around and shot him. You're like, or a fake blood pack exploded off the back, and that wasn't his brains on the back of the limo. And that's why the body in the morgue doesn't look like JFK because he's not in the morgue. Because he was fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, you sound like a nut job. Yeah. But I mean, people take a look at around what's going on in the world, like these days nothing sounds nuts to me anymore if people tell me anything i'm 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 wide open i don't believe in david ike's lizard people and stuff but i'm i'm listening show me a lizard person and i'm not gonna deny you know like show me one and I, I'll, i'm i'm game charles i mean things are yeah, yeah just you know, just look at those eyes are, <laughs> yeah exactly i mean things are so crazy right now that i'm personally open to anything I don't believe everything I hear. And, and mm -hmm. I think everyone should be like that. You know, even if you don't, if even if you hear that viruses aren't real, I would be the last person to tell you to believe me. I, I would never tell anyone to believe me that viruses aren't real. I'd be the first person to show you where to go look to find out for yourself. 
and make your own decision. You know what I mean? Mm. And I, I think that's where we're at right now. I don't know if you can see, but I'm starting to sweat because this light that's in front of me, <laughs> yeah, this, light, yeah. this, this light that's in front of me is making me really hot. Uh, well, we didn't. I don't even think we got into my film. Actually, we didn't even get into um, <laughs> to trust ultra trust Naomi. But if you're watching, um, no, we'll chat a little but, bit about that quickly. So this is the thing: is like it was a biological depopulation program, basically. Um, Populations were starting to double and double again and double again exponentially. And they decided like someone had to go. And this is what they're up to. Now, this is the other thing is like the more you start looking into these people who buy into depopulation, Bill Gates and all these people, right? They they really don't think that what they're doing is evil is the conclusion i've come to now i could be wrong and people listening could disagree with me or even say steve falconer is controlled opposition because he, you know what i'm saying is i think that these people think they're saving the world by killing everyone that they really 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 believe that we're so overpopulated i really think they believe that and will go to the extremes they're going through that's what i believe now, behind that, I know there's a sub-agenda that has a political control mechanism. So I'm not saying that they don't want the, the control mechanism, but I'm saying that the players they get, like, you know, they believe in this population overpopulation. And you've probably met people, you've probably had this conversation yourself, haven't you, with people who really, I've got a friend, I don't want to say, I won't say his name, but he really believes that peak oil happened and that this is all about the end of peak oil right and i feel bad because every time he writes something on my my wall on facebook he gets attacked by all the truthers are like don't you know peak oil is bullshit it's a conspiracy oil's not for you know this poor guy gets attacked and i listen to it i'm like hang on let's hear him out right i don't have to believe it or not i'm like let's hear him out Let's say it was peak oil and they know the whole world runs on oil and all that. Well, you either there's no more oil and we all go Mad Max or you kill everyone and then we can still carry on with the oil. So to me, I don't think what he's saying is outrageous. I'm not saying I believe in peak oil either, you know, but I'm not the, I'm not attacking the guy. I'm like, show me your evidence, man. Let me let me hear you. You know, what are you saying? That's another problem I have with the truth or movement everyone's truth is the truth it's mine is the truth and yours is not the truth you know and you don't you know didn't you hear peak oil is bullshit you know and you're like hang on hang on hang on is it possible that this guy knows something we actually heard wrong possible right do you, do you ever run into this all the time yeah mm. and yourself too don't have you ever have you changed your mind on anything you know everything steve I've changed yeah. my mind on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you have to, don't you, Jerm? Like, mm. you know, you might not. Just because you read shit on the internet doesn't mean it's right sometimes, you know. It doesn't mean it's wrong either, you you, you know. But, yeah, so I, I see us at that stage, too, where it's like, we, I feel like the truth movement has, speaking of MK Ultra. They, Alan Watt used to say this, not the philosopher Alan Watts, but Alan Watt from Cutting Through the Matrix, who sadly died, you know, 2020, I think. He said, like, they, 
if you think that you are in a, a grassroots movement or a, a let's say a truth movement or anything like that he said they will they will put someone in charge of your movement eventually who will steer it away he said if you think they if you think the all-seeing eye doesn't see your movement <laughs> you are stupid right and it happens all the time like the truth movement is getting divided into the like solidifying you know like cement like nope this is the truth no 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 no. this is the truth and these are truthers who are supposed to be waking up the rest of the people it, but they're they're actually solidified against themselves in these sub-truths i guess you could call it. i've never thought about it you know sub-truths let's call it and they're fighting over sub-truths within a, a greater truth that you know this is what i see happening do you, I, I don't know if you yeah, see this and, and then they're calling one another controlled opposition yeah because that's the old word that's like what we call tin yeah non-truth like normies call you a tinfoil hatter mm. or a conspiracy theorist but if you're that's what a normie calls a, a a truther a conspiracy theorist or a tinfoil hatter but two truthers call each other controlled opposition guaranteed there's going to be a comment that's going to pop up underneath uh saying uh, i was enjoying it until steve said he doesn't think it's the jews yeah of course yeah and of course yeah yeah and then suddenly I, you, suddenly everything that you've ever said now is garbage yeah well that's a logical fallacy throwing the baby out with the bathwater they call it right it's like yeah pope francis is an evil jesuit wanker it doesn't mean he's never said something true in his life i sometimes pope francis who i'd never would agree with usually can say something where i go that's a good point you satanic, evil, wanking, child-molesting wanker. You still made a good point there, you know what I mean? I agree with you there. The rest of what you yeah, that's right. Yeah, just, I mean, if if you're listening here and you think it's the Jews, great, it's the Jews. I don't agree with you, but okay. But you, you don't throw out everything someone thinks based on throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That's mm. a logical fallacy in thinking. Just because you don't agree with me doesn't mean everything else I think is wrong and vice mm. versa, you know. And this is part of the MK Ultra division as well. They this is a logical fallacy. MK Ultra is programming fallacies into people. Vi the virus is the same. Circular reasoning, you know, it's they're using circular reasoning, mm. ad hominem, attack the messenger. You know, it's like don't attack the messenger. It's not, you know, how many times have you seen like you say something or somebody says something or whatever and they're like don't you know that that guy did this that and that and, that, and the other and you're like i don't care what that guy did he's saying something pretty good right now just because he said something bad back then doesn't mean he can't be given yeah. a valid message right now right today in fact on social media i i uh quoted bruce lee uh take what is valuable discard what is not and add what is uniquely your own beautiful yeah exactly but people just can't do that they just take what if that doesn't agree with everything i think you know mm. well i mean it's been going on forever look at religion you know religious wars and stuff there can i can i plug our children's book real quick do you mind yeah, 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 yeah. let's do it um by yeah. the way yeah we published um it's called the dukes of dents it's for uh mostly people who are homeschooling or want your children to be very smart it's a story about uh, two dukes who live inside a square fence and control all the people, the resources, the businesses, the money, everything. And it shows the children how they get away with it. 
And then I won't give the ending away, but the children wake up later and uh, it makes the child question with the person reading it. Not in a safe fictional way. Like it's not, it's not saying the world's screwed. It says, if you ever see this happening around you later, what would you do if you were confronted with these two dukes, which are clearly the, you know, the, the, the control system and all that. Um, and it's written like Dr. Seuss and rhyme scheme and all that. So it's on all Amazon platforms, the Dukes of Dents, illustrated by Tracy Northern, Northern Tracy. She's great, like 1970s style illustrations and really cool. So uh, if you want to, if you're homeschooling, especially and want a cool little children's book like Woke Dr. Seuss or Awake, uh, the Dukes of Dents on Amazon would be great. Yeah. I love Dr. Seuss. I have his entire collection, The Cat in the Hat, which is probably one of his most famous books ever he wrote that while he was completely trashed like hammered out of his mind he was drinking way too much <laughs> did he really yeah yeah that's that's what how the, the story like goes Ellis, uh, oh the places you will go do you remember yes. that one yeah that's great because it's like hey the world's gonna be great the world's gonna be great and then in the middle of the book it's like and sometimes it won't <laughs> you know like he just takes these kids down a dark ass path for about five pages but, like holy crap but it's also funny, though, because some of the best work of literature and art come from spaces of drugs or alcohol. I mean, if you think of Alice in Wonderland, there's no possible way ever that Lewis Carroll wrote that while sober. No way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same with music. <laughs> you know, like if you think the Beatles and Elton John are great, they, there's a reason Elton John sucks now. It's because he's sober. <laughs> It is, you know, like the best Elton John albums. He was a cokehead and drunk off his tits. Like they were, that was Beatles were on acid during all that Sergeant Pepper and shit. Like Sergeant Peppers, you know? yes. Yeah, they were they were off their tits. So like, yeah, totally. No, no, and but I'm hold on, same. Steve. Steve, you can't you can't listen to Sergeant Peppers because it's demonic and it's got symbolism. Yeah, I know. People are like, and they work work for the Tavistock Institute, and they probably did. Of course they did. Of course they did. But still, don't like there's a reason they use them and not you know jimmy martin marvin and todd <laughs> across the street like <laughs> they, they use john paul george and ringo because these fuckers are geniuses that could write great music yeah they might have been controlled their music but don't take that away from the beatles they got the gig because they were the beatles they were awesome it's not the devil or whatever it's just that these are four great incredible songwriters and musicians yeah, maybe they were controlled by Tavistock Institute. Very possible, probable. But they were, there's a reason they chose them and not the garage band next door to them. <laughs> you know, they were awesome. Okay, how can I follow your work? Um, oh, yeah, you can go to uh, Space Busters at BitChute Odyssey. We're on uh, Jeff Berwick's Vigilante TV. He, he was Jeff Berwick actually gave us our own Space Busters channel on Vigilante TV, which is an honor. Thanks, Jeff um and i think we're on rumble we're on youtube but we can't publish there because we talk about viruses don't exist and uh stuff like that so yeah um yeah i think that's pretty much it yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it we didn't really get into the movie but maybe next time we can get more into it we didn't make a plan tonight well oh yeah but what we were supposed to be talking about if you're watching uh on any of my channels there's a movie called trust ultra trust naomi it's pretty dark, so I would recommend get a glass of wine. <laughs> Make sure your kids aren't around. It's kind of heavy information, but 
and I did it that way. I, I, I was in a real spooky stage then I was doing that Nano Man. I, I don't know why I just started picking like really scary music and talking real dark and slow. And most of my movies, people know me, I'm pretty funny and like mm. making jokes, and stuff, but I don't think I cracked the joke in that movie at all. <laughs> it was pretty dark. Um, but really, if you want to see what's going on now, I really nailed that. Like now that we exposed the department of defense is involved in all this. I said that back then, that was November of 2021. Um, so it's, it's kind of heavy and it, it, for an older move, it's not older. It's only 13 months old, but doesn't it, the world's moving so fast now. I say like, that's an old movie from mm. 13 months ago, <laughs> you know, cause I've made about eight since then. Um, but really, like, it, yeah, it's a good movie if you really want to see what they're doing and what they've been doing to us and, and what they're doing. Um, I, I would call it, like, what a psychological truth or thriller. Steve Falconer, thank you for joining me in the trenches. <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for having me on. Let's do it again next time, and um, we'll, we'll try to make a schedule and probably go off it again. My name is Jerm. This is Jim Warfare, The Battle of Ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.